Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We have had Roger Wallace, UT Color Analyst for UT Radio, on with us a handful of times already this year, right before Alabama, right after Alabama and other games they've played. He joins us again as, of course, Texas OU coming up this weekend in Dallas. Rog, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, They are taking care of business. This team seems to be at Texas focused on the old corny stuff, like one game at a time, worry about right now. And maybe before they, they weren't that way. Do you agree? Yeah, I'll throw another one at you, David. Business-like. Uh, you can throw that cliche because they're saying, uh, you know, another championship week and, and things like that. And it's kind of the way they, they play. They, they haven't dazzled anyone. Maybe Alabama because of the way it kind of unfolded where they – finally figured out the deep ball and, and just winning there, I think surprised a lot of people, but yeah, they're finding a lot of different ways to do it. And the, uh, the backbone of this team uh, is that defense. And again, 24 against Alabama, nobody else has scored over uh, 14 points against them. Roger, they, uh, they keep, they keep on like in second half, especially you, maybe they don't have the first half they have, and then they just turn on the jets when they come out, what do you think is the, because I don't think it's halftime adjustments. Do you think it's just um, getting to know like what's coming at them a little bit better? Yeah, it's, it's really uh, a strange phenomenon. The only one that didn't happen that way uh, was one up there in Waco against Baylor where they did it in the first half, but it still was one of those three touchdown barrages and, you know, less than like 12 game minutes. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've done an amazing job in the second half of finding one of those, uh, little avalanches of, of three touchdowns, getting stops and, uh, figuring out, uh, some rhythm on offense. And I don't, I don't know how you point to anything other than just, you know, kind of executing. And then, you know, you bust a big play like, uh, Jonathan Brooks did, uh, that helps when you can hit some home runs along the way and not, not have to grind out 15 play drives. 
Roger, I don't know that running back was ever like a, a extreme concern by any means. I know they had confidence in Jonathan Brooks and then some of the other guys in that in that backfield, and they've recruited well at that position. But how important has it been to see Brooks in particular just explode over these last three weeks and, and Saturday being the highlight of those? Yeah, and I think your point uh, is is well taken because of the got spoiled with you know really two incredible years of Bijan Robinson. So you had to figure there was going to be a drop off. Uh, between that and then you throw in what Roshan Johnson did last year. Uh, but Bijan's got three straight 100-yard games and now a 200 – I mean, uh, Jonathan Brooks now a 200-yard game. And C.J. Baxter seemingly is going to be healthy for back-to-back games. He's been a nice compliment. I, I think that points to the offensive line too, guys. I mean, that's, that's the group that had to improve in the last couple of years. Uh, every, every team will tell you, you know, you, you build from the inside out on the two lines and that's the group that had to improve and it has. So that makes a lot life a lot easier for running backs. But then, you know, Brooks has maybe been a little more dynamic than, than they expected. Roger, there's been a lot of discussion because they were able to bring in an entire freshman class of offensive linemen when they had the, the NIL deal. Uh, but this current starting group, I believe three of them were before that. Is that correct? Or, or are there more than three of the starting five? Yeah, well, Christian Jones, I think he was there with Mac, uh, right. right? You know, you know six-year guy, <laughs> and, then, and and then Jake Majors uh, as well. Right now, the way it's constructed, uh, Hayden Connor was not part of that that freshman group, uh, but yeah, you have DJ Campbell and uh, and Kelvin Banks. So you're right, and Cole Hudson probably would be starting at guard, but he got nicked up. So it's been a combination of that that group uh, that you you alluded to, and then some some guy, you know. Christian Jones coming back for a sixth year was huge. Uh, and and then uh, having that, that veteran in the middle at Jake Majors as well. Sarkeesian made a comment, I believe it was yesterday during his press conference, and so, well, someone who covers Texas for one of the websites put it up, that he said, and you could tell me exactly, that players are now coming to be at the 40 acres for a reason, for the right reason. What do you think he meant by that? Yeah, that was one there, you know, I guess you could interpret it a lot of different ways, but I, I think he thinks that they've developed uh, a culture of just, you know, one one common goal and, and all the cliches that you would use when, when things are rolling. And again, when things are rolling, everything's great, the culture's great, uh, and then you hit a bump in the road and, and suddenly you have to look at some things. Uh, but, but I think he just thinks his staff has pointed out uh, guys that they think fit fit all that and you know they go back to that uh, game two years ago against Kansas when they lost and uh, kept them out of a bowl game and he said uh, before this year's Kansas game that maybe that told them some things in a painful way that they needed to do with this roster Uh, but but I don't know if it was one specific thing David about uh, you know the right reason other than you know that that common goal and and, uh, uh, you know some guys might come for NIL opportunities. Some guys might come because they've dreamt of being a Longhorn all their life, and other guys might come strictly because of Stark. Uh, so maybe those are all all the right reasons. Roger, if they had a weakness, what would you say it is right now? Well, they've been a little consistent uh, in the kicking game. Uh, you know, Bert Auburn's been a little inconsistent, and then uh, you know they've had some slow starts, and eventually that can catch up. They got gashed a little bit by Kansas and they righted it. Um, 
But if Kansas has Jalen Daniels and, and Texas is off to a slower start on offense, uh, who knows what's hap- what happens there. Uh, Quinn Ewers has been, been good, but still, other than Alabama, they haven't had a lot of success uh, throwing the ball over the top. They try, uh, but, you know, whether it's where the defense is saying, okay, you're not going to get over the top or it's missed opportunities. So, uh, but right now, you know, you can nitpick because they are 5-0 and and they have won every game uh, by double figures. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have some fourth quarter ball games maybe on Saturday at least or, you know, with Oklahoma. So we'll, we'll see what, what rears itself uh, in this one. Roger, I saw a clip of Quinn Ewers that went, I guess, the semi-viral the other day. He was just talking about his faith, and you see that from, you know, various players from time to time. But, um, you know, having been, you know, around and seen him these last couple of years, is is it fair to say from the outside that he's matured a great deal? And has that, that, that been noticeable for those of you who have been, you know, following him along, along the way? It just seems like there's – and I know a lot was kind of made of that, too, of just, you know, growing up and maturing and all of that. But has there been a noticeably kind of different attitude uh, with Quinn Ewers this season? Yeah, I think it's, it's that. And then I think it's partially him just being comfortable. And last year, uh, still, he was the equivalent age-wise of a true freshman mm-hmm. uh, playing quarterback at the University of Texas. So, and, and some guys are just either, A, they're, they're more gifted in front of the cameras or they're willing to open up more. I think Quinn's very guarded uh, with, with all the uh, interviews and things. I think he plays it close to the best. I think lately we've seen him, you know, uh, open up a little bit more. But, you know, that, that's the way he chooses to do it. But I think he's just more comfortable, more confident. And he admits that every time you ask him about last year, his response is the same. At this time last year, Things were so different. Now I know more. I'm more comfortable, and therefore I'm more confident. And then you know, things are flowing a little bit better. But you know, he threw that pick at the end of the half, uh, first one in 245 passes, and then uh, came back and, and had a really good second half. Obviously, do you think because they and listen, they've had weapons before, but they do have weapons at every position, and they're all capable of going 50. But it seems like that's now allowing him to show off a little bit more of what he can do running the football. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Sark even talked about it with us on the radio, is that what he's done has forced teams to play a little more zone uh, just because you, you play man, you turn your back to yours, and, and he could pop you for 29 in Waco or 30 on Saturday here or a 39, uh, and he picks up 10 yards. So I think that helps. Uh, I think that speaks to, you know, maybe he's a little faster with the the conditioning uh, and and the stuff he was able to accomplish in the offseason. But you're right. Um, you've got to be able to get that first down on third and seven when everything breaks down, and, and he's done that uh, quite a bit more this year. Roger, if I hypothesize that this game might be a little bit lower scoring because I think the defenses might, uh, might play a little bit better than the offenses early on, would I be wild in saying that? Well, I'll, I'll say from the Texas side, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. They, their track record's pretty good through five games of, of keeping it fairly low scoring, and and they scored forty Saturday for the first time this year. So they're not, you know, a blitzkrieg offense. Uh, haven't been that way. They've been a, a solid, uh, efficient offense, but they haven't. Now they've had some fourth quarters where uh, Malik Murphy's uh, gotten his fair share of snaps, and they bring in uh, a lot of guys, and so suddenly it turns into a kind of a different objective in the fourth quarter but no I don't think so at all I think I think you look across college football and we're seeing that a lot 
uh, in ball games. I mean, look at that Notre Dame uh, Duke game Saturday night. You can you can go up and down, and, and things are kind of coming back uh, to that as well. So no, I don't think that's crazy to think that it could be a game where the winning team has under thirty. Roger, is there a player who is not of star caliber name or a five-star recruit? Is there somebody that's getting some of the dirty work done that's not getting much attention? Well, they're, they're really starting to like, and we might see him more depending on uh, Jatavian Sanders, uh, Gunnar Helm, uh, the other tight end uh, for Texas. He's, he's gotten a few more chances, and now if Sanders, we don't know uh, what his status will be uh, for the game Saturday, but he could be a guy that that has to come up big because Sanders is so valuable uh, in that office. And, and Gunnar Helm's not going to stretch the field like Sanders, but he's certainly capable of being yet uh, another weapon. And then I think about a, a guy like like Jordan Whittington, and you know he's made for these these tough games and his last go around. And uh, you know this is a guy that's done a lot of damage, but hadn't hadn't been able to get in the end zone much. He scored one touchdown last year. He hasn't uh, scored a touchdown this year. I know he's going to be. Uh, ready to go for one more go-around in this rivalry. Thanks, Rog. Appreciate your time. Wait, Enjoy. David, i got to ask you a question. David, question. Yep. You remember our first Texas OU game together? Putting you on the spot. I. It would have been 87? 80, 86 or 87? That's No, you nailed it. Johnny Walker, and then the next day we did the, uh, the scab game. Yep. Absolutely. We did the, <laughs> right. the, was that the Washington? And the weather changed like by about 30 degrees from Saturday to Sunday up in Dallas. It did. Golly, I you remember just scab, that. Like the NFL strike scab game? Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. It wasn't, there you it, go. was it Washington and Dallas? Wasn't that the Eagles game? Wasn't no, that the, yeah, uh, no, that's the Buddy right. Ryan game? Yeah, that's the Buddy Ryan game. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right. Man, those were the All days, right. huh? Mm. How about that? Thank you. Grinding it out. Yep. All right. Have Good fun, you guys. Roger Wallace, KXAN Television in Austin, but also the color analyst for UT football with Craig Way on the broadcast with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.